Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It's Keith McPherson on The Fan. 1019 FM and always live on the free Odyssey app. Yeah, there it is. Wasn't sure if I was going to get a decent year. Keith McPherson on The Fan, KM to AM. I mean... I'm in a little bit of a fog. I did hit that Celsius. I did hit that emergency, the airborne, elderberry, Advil, Dayquil, Mucinex. Happy black history life to all those who celebrate, which is everyone in America. They don't really celebrate Black History Month in Thailand. My, uh, my cousin Jordan is in Thailand. She said when she landed, in Thailand with her boyfriend at the airport. There were multiple people taking pictures of her. <laughs> I was like, yo, they never seen you before. She was like, it was so weird. She also has a white boyfriend, so they see a interracial couple. They're like, oh, what is this out in Thailand? Made me think. Made me think. Black History Month, that's something we do here. Shortest month of the year. Black History Life. 877-337-6666. All right, what are we talking about tonight? Oh, yeah, that's right. Dan Campbell shouldn't be. Oh, no, that was a couple days ago. My bad. I'm in a fog. Let me check the. Taylor Swift has generated. No, we are off that. We're off that. Oh, the Jets. (laughs) They are who we thought they were. And the Athletic is not going to let them off the hook. (laughs) Zach Rosenblatt will join me at 8.15 to talk through the story. I got to read through the story again. I read it yesterday morning, and I just got a bunch of laughs out of it. Ultimately, nothing is going to change, but I do want to know, you know, some of the motivation behind publishing that when they did. Um, <laughs> I feel bad for the Jet fan. I feel bad for the Jets organization. It's just like you're stuck again. And uh, this time last year, there was so much hope and promise of, Aaron Rodgers, and yeah, Aaron Rodgers also brought some negativity with him. Um, That article, man, it it seemed like it was just like, okay, we know the Jets haven't played for a month, but they don't get out of jail free. We've been watching these guys. We've been studying these guys. We've been talking to people inside the building now for months. But wait, there's more. And I also think that that article came out because of this generational offseason as far as coaching changes, available coaches. Like, it is kind of nuts. Marlon Humphrey from the Ravens put out there, the greatest coach of all time didn't get a coaching job, basically trying to disparage Bill Belichick and say that he ain't the greatest coach of all time if nobody wanted him. I think it's a little bit more complicated than that. But for the Jets fans and for the Jets franchise, like, how do all of these teams shuffle the decks, get different head coaches, offensive coordinators, even GMs, and 
you have what looks like the worst operation in the league for the last three years, 877-337-6666. And you're going to run it back because of one 40-year-old quarterback that hasn't been healthy in the last two years just because he went on Pat McAfee and said so. R-E-L-A-X. Relax. No ayahuasca trip, no darkness retreat could have predicted this. Aaron Rodgers is the song that doesn't end. How come... How come Zach Wilson didn't have his number, bro? What's going on? He didn't have a direct line to Aaron Rodgers? He needed help. I thought we heard before Aaron Rodgers got here that they were friends. That Aaron Rodgers texted him on a Friday and said, hey, man, get out of the building. What are you doing? I don't know. Things aren't what they seem. And speaking of cell phones and texting, I think it's hilarious how they opened up the article saying that Rob Sala has a picture of Aaron Rodgers running out of the tunnel with the American flag on his cell phone. <laughs> Rob Sala has like seven or eight kids. I have one kid. My one kid is who I see when I pick up my cell phone. I don't know. That's just me. <laughs> I wouldn't put Aaron Rodgers there. But I guess if I was a head coach of a team desperate for a quarterback, feeling like, oh, man, this is all piling on me, but I've had the worst quarterback play in the league. You guys give me your cell phones. All of you. Like, imagine going to work and something leaked out of your job and your boss as a grown man telling you to turn over your cell phone. The last time I turned my cell phone over, and I never would do this again, or maybe I would if I go back to where I turned my cell phone over. The last time I actually willingly gave up my cell phone and let someone hold it was at the Adidas Wish You Were Here party at Coachella. Uh, not on the grounds at the festival, but a little further out. They just didn't want photography because, like, Trey Young was in there, Diplo was in there, some other athletes and entertainers or whatnot. So the, you want to get in? Here, put your phone in this little thing. You lock it up and you retrieve it at the end. But, I mean, adults don't give up their phones. Somebody leaked it. There's a mole in the building. And Aaron Rodgers said, we got to figure that out. We got to get him out of here. I can't wait to talk to Zach about it we got to get diana russini on one day too man they do a great job and i think that as reporters right they're working they're, they're working this whole month of january after the season's over i think that there was a little bit of spite i think there was a little bit of uh, a want to to get back at the jets because when that whole zach wilson was reluctant to start of course he was when that whole zach wilson didn't really want to come back and start after being benched for the third time when that came out, the Jets, like, you know, tried to say that's not true and tried to discredit the reporters. And reporters, that's what they, they have. Like, that's what they need. The number one thing that they have is their credibility. So 877-337-6666. It's been two days now we've been talking about this scathing article. It's not scathing. Nothing in there. Like, we already know. We Like, nothing in there is new. Just, like, little things like, oh, well. Maybe Zach Wilson could have used some more help from the guy that made sure he was quarterback number two, quote-unquote, took him under his wing. Uh, oh, Nathaniel Hackett isn't a good coach? Well, we knew that. <laughs> Sean Payton told us all that. I mean, watching the Broncos last year told us all that. They couldn't get a damn playoff. The Broncos fans were counting down the play clock against their own team. Anyway, it's, see, I, I'm, I'm coming out of the sickness. I'm coming out of this. I'm all right. I can... I can rock the show, being a little under the weather. It's a Knicks night in New York, and that's all New York has right now. I say, go New York, go New York, go. You say. I got to get somebody on the line so you guys can follow up. Pacers 
Knicks coming up in 20 minutes at the Garden. That's going to be a good one. Tyrese Halliburton, he wants some smoke. I want to see it. I'm going to be watching it in here. And uh, the Knicks are looking to win, what, nine in a row? And it's a good time to be a Knicks fan. And we got the update on Julius Randle. He'll be reevaluated in two weeks. I think he is a, a strong guy, a competitor, a leader. He's going to try and get back sooner rather than later. He's going to heal up. He's going to do everything he can to, uh, you know, eat right and, and get treatment and be back on the floor. But I did hear some calls and I did read some chatter from Knicks fans, which I just like, New York is a hard place to do anything. You know, some people thinking that, uh, hey, well, a lot of us didn't want Julius here anyway. You see Dante DiVincenzo, maybe these guys can play well without him. And no, you absolutely need him. You need his energy, his presence, his scoring, his rebounding, his defense, his size, pause. Like you just need Julius Randle. He's a huge part of your team. So don't start thinking that you don't need the guy. But you should still be thinking you need to make a move. The trade deadline is in a week. So I, I started to wonder, right, because a lot of times we live in a New York bubble. Most of the time we live in a New York bubble. But I started to think about the other teams in the league, right? There was a quote that I read today from uh, Jason Tatum. And yesterday, Evan opened the show talking about how you need a top five player to win a championship. And I'm like, Jason Tatum is arguably a top five player in the league. What does he want? And Tatum came out there today or yesterday and told Ramona Shelburne, he said, Kobe really needed Pau Gasol for those last two championships. Whatever whatever path that I'm on, KP, Kristaps Porzingis, really feels like the missing piece. And I said, Ugh, shut up, bro. This guy wants to be Kobe so bad. Kobe disciple, trained with Kobe. If you watch his game, he's got some of those Kobe moves. But you ain't Kobe, bro. They don't love you like that. First off, you have zero chips. Second off, Chris Stapps is not Paul Gasol either. Like, what? But it's clear that the Celtics think that this is their year. The Lakers will not be playing tonight with LeBron and AD in the other garden, TD Garden up there in Boston against the Celtics because they want to come here to New York. They want to do it in front of the Madison Square Garden fans. They want to do it right here in the middle of the city with all eyes on them. That's going to be a good matchup too. So, I mean, football is about to be over. We've got the Pro Bowl this weekend, which, like, who cares about a flag football dodgeball tournament? What a joke that is. I'm on Sunday. You, you'll hear me talk down on the NFL and what a joke the NFL has become this whole year, like, for years. But really this year, it's a clown show. The NFL is so bogus. Sunday, 12 to 3. My first Sunday show. Hey, bless it. The Lord's Day. But, yeah, Joe Vardon will join me for a look into how the rest of the NBA is looking, how the rest of the NBA is feeling. Because I, I hear a lot, oh, the Knicks won 14 games in January. They're the best team in the NBA. They're the best team in the league. And I don't know if the rest of the league is looking at the Knicks like that. I think that's just right here in New York. I think that's just right here. And last but not least, from my guest right here in New York, Eric Slater's going to join me. I can't wait to have Eric on. Uh, I did Eric's podcast when he was at Syracuse. And, you know, I'm proud to see him become part of the Brooklyn Nets beat. And if you've been following the stuff with the Brooklyn Nets, you're a Knicks fan. Of course you are. Part of the Knicks fans enjoying this Knicks run is the demise of the Brooklyn Nets. It goes hand in hand. Then you understand what went on in Barclays Center last night. It was pitiful. As I speak about the garden up there in Boston last night when I got on, I said, what happened when Kyrie went to the 
faced the Celtics for the first time in TD Garden. He got booed every time he touched the ball. You couldn't even hear the announcers. In Barclays Center, they're asking fans not to boo Kevin Durant. In Barclays Center, they're playing a tribute video for Kevin Durant. In Barclays Center, Nets fans are showing up with their Kevin Durant jerseys they purchased, thinking that this guy signed a four-year extension and was going to stay here. They're showing up to see one of the greatest, but nowhere near the GOAT conversation, return back to Brooklyn and beat the Nets as the Nets just keep finding ways to lose games. They were never going to win that game last night. But it's pitiful. And Eric has been great at just asking the right questions, the tough questions to Jacques Vaughn and the players. Man, I, I hope he gets in front of Sean Marks soon. Sean Marks, pop out. You, you usually do that. You were doing that through the whole KD Kyrie saga with all the nonsense that they brought. Pop out again. We'd love to hear from you, especially with uh, your, your latest project, Ben Simmons. Doesn't play from November 6th to January 30th. Comes back, plays one game. A good showing for his first game, but we've lowered the bar so much it's pathetic. Anything that this max contract player can give the Brooklyn Nets making $177 million, anything he can do is celebrated. This guy gets hurt in that game, misses the next game, and I guarantee you he won't play in this upcoming game because the Nets go to Philadelphia. Talk about booing a guy. That's a place where they'll boo a guy. 877-337-6666. We're going to take the jet calls, and then, uh, you know, we'll mix it up a little bit. But it's 815. My first guest comes on at – or at 715. My first guest comes on at 815. That's Zach Rosenblatt from The Athletic covering the Jets. An hour after that, Joe Vardon from The Athletic covering the NBA as it's a Knicks night, and we're talking basketball. And then – Last but not least, at 9.15, Eric Slater covering the Brooklyn Nets. Keith McPherson on the fan. Call me up. It's a five-hour KM to AM. We'll be right back. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Yeah. Yeah. I'm all right. I mean, I feel like everybody here is sick every week. C-Mac was sick. I mean, maybe that's the thing, right? Like, we all have colds because we all have kids. We all come in here, we touch the same mics, the same buttons, the same computers, the same door handles. Keep McPherson on the fan. This is a five-hour KM to AM, and I'm not on tomorrow, so let's get it, man. I wasn't going to call out. I took three naps today. I went to the doctor in the morning. I went to my chiropractor in the afternoon. Shout out Dr. Bill if you're listening. And obviously, I'm up in the morning taking care of the baby, 7 o'clock. And I blame him. Like, bruh. Like, I I used to hear parents talk about, you know, kids and their germs and how parents are always sick. And, like, now that I'm in that, like, I I can't. There's no way to to undo it now. This is my first winter having a baby. And I'm like, I never have been sick this much. And it's not even sick. I don't even want to call it sick. But it's just, like, under the weather. Head cold, congestion, nose running, 
sneezing, coughing a little bit, just not yourself. I you could probably even if you listen to me every night, you can hear it in my voice that like I'm just not 100%, but I think I'm 85%, so that's good enough to go. Let's start the show with some calls. We're talking Jets first on the fan. Let's go to Lewis in Farmingdale. Lewis, you got it. Hey, I just think that whole article is like way overblown. Okay. And not because it's like anything that we didn't already know, but like the reasons why they're killing Salah. Like he talked about the Hall of Fame coaches without a quarterback. Like he's right. Like he's just right. Like look at any good coach without their quarterback. They're nothing. Yeah, it's tough this year though. It's tough this year. This was the year of the second string and third string quarterbacks and guys figuring it out and refusing to lose because their starter went down, you know? For sure, yeah. But, I mean, the guys had the 30-second quarterback play every single season that he's been a head coach. You cannot evaluate a head coach with that kind of quarterback play. You just can't. And then another thing is people want to kill Salah because he's soft. And then they also want to kill him because he wants to take guys' phones away when they're leaking things. Well, that's not really a soft move. That's kind of a tough move. And now you want to kill him? Like, you can't have it both ways. I think it's fake tough. You can't take somebody's phone. You should just have order in the building and respect in the building. Anyway, thanks for the call, Lewis. You know, like, I, I feel like we absolved the head coach by saying that. Like, yes, we, we watched all these games. We realized Zach Wilson is one of the worst quarterbacks we've seen in a while. And I know myself and a lot of other fans and callers and hosts have wondered, why do you keep running him out there? Year after year after year. It's insanity. Doing the same thing. Expecting different results. No other quarterback in the NFL has gotten that long of a leash. Was it Joe Douglas? Was it Woody Johnson? It couldn't have been Rob Sala. But then I take a look at the roster and I take a look at the article that said they reached out to Chad Henney. They reached out to Carson Wentz. They reached out to Colt McCoy. They they didn't reach out to Joe Flacco. Who Joe Flacco ends up in the conversation for comeback player of the year over Brees Hall this year. What did he come back from? Being a Jet for his last three seasons? Being on the couch? Going to his kids' Pop Warner football games? Yeah, he came back, and that's why I point to Kevin Stefanski. And I point at Rob Sala, and I say, how come he's not making excuses about his all-world defense and lack of quarterback play? They beat the 49ers with P.J. Walker. P.J. Walker came out of the USFL, the XFL, the AFL. Shout out to P.J. Walker, proud of Elizabeth, New Jersey. Temple as well. You know what I'm saying? Like, they have a a fifth-round quarterback in DTR, Dorian Thompson-Robinson, win a game this year. They didn't just settle on, oh, well, woe is me. It's just my luck. You're the head coach. You should be losing sleep at night over this and not accepting it. And what I always go back to is it's back-to-back years after you saw Zach Wilson for two years, how could you let the third year be the same thing? Oh, well, Zach Wilson gives us the best opportunity to win. You said that, coach, and you didn't believe that? Timmy Boyle? Timmy Boyle will never start in the NFL again. He shouldn't have been starting this year. When we talked about it, we talked about his college stats not being good. We talked about I had his quarterback coach. Come on, shout out to Tony Rassiopi. Of course, we sang his praises and his work ethic, but this is the NFL. Everybody's got work ethic. Everybody, quote unquote, knows the system. So, I, like to say that, oh, there's this list. Why are you having people work on a list of coaches like Vic Fangio and others who fail without quarterback play? Man, have somebody work on the stats to know how many yards Brees Hall needs to crack a G. Jarvis in Harlem on the fan to talk about the Jets again. 
What's up, Keith? How you doing? Good, man. You know, we did this last night. We're going to do it again for the people that actually yeah, go yeah, to bed uh, yeah, before yeah. midnight, before 1 o'clock. Yeah, yeah. I don't know about the Jets. I know, like, yesterday, like yesterday about the Jets. I mean, listen, um, about the Jets and there's all this, um, you know, because I was listening to um, um, Evan Roberts and Sean Marat going at it like two days ago about the, you know, like, oh, they need to bring Bill Belichick and, you know, get or fire him. Like, oh, Belichick is never, the next day. never. It's like, huh? There are other options, but, but like the when I hear the argument of, they should be interviewing or talking or bringing in Bill Belichick. It's a non-starter. He wouldn't even take the call. Yeah, yeah, he would never take the job. Not and same with Mike Bobo. Why would any two of these co- coaches want to take this job? And a dysfunctional team. With they wrong, made their the bed. They are lying in it, and that's what this story is telling you. That's all. The 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 story is telling you the thread count of the sheets. Yeah, I mean, you know what? It doesn't really matter what the Jets can make. You could dress the offensive linemen and think they protect um, Aaron Rodgers and they uh, dress the wide receiver. It's not going to really matter. It's not going to make a whole lot of difference because they're going to run it back and the Jets not going to be uh, good next year. Basically, so, like, don't be surprised when they struggle and they fail. I'm looking around at the league. I have, I have notes that I'm going to get to about all of these teams that have shuffled, right? Harbaugh is now with the Chargers. The Chargers mm-hmm. came here and smacked you with Brandon Staley. Like, if you mm-hmm. even think that you're going to compete in your own division, let alone the AFC next year, exactly. running it back with this coaching staff, you're mistaken. Right. Aaron Rodgers is not that magical. Right, right, right. I mean, the AFC East, I mean, Bill's not going anywhere. The Dolphins not going anywhere. Both of these teams are going to be good. You know, so, I mean, it's, it's going to be the same thing. You know, and, and, and everybody keeps talking about they should clean house and they should clean they everybody. You know, if you want to do that, if you want to do that, go ahead right here. Because you know what? Because I don't think it's just going to be good in 2005. And they're going to be winning three games. And then, and then, and then, and then, um, and then dirty, and then, um. And then, thanks else? for the call, Jarvis. I'm not trying to be mean. <laughs> Jarvis calls every time I'm on, and he does the same thing. And if you're listening, you know, he's a former Jets fan turned Packers fan. And he calls up just to drag the Jets. And we know. We understand. But that's what I'm saying, folks, right? They're, this article is just telling you where they, where they, you know, where they bought their comforter, what kind of pillows they have, what the temperature in the room is. They made their bed and they're lying in it. And they're just showing you, like, these are the reporters, and I thank these reporters for doing their jobs. And I think that these, these reporters definitely had a chip on their shoulder with the way Aaron Rodgers carries himself. I, I definitely think these reporters have a chip on their shoulder with the way that uh, the head coach tries to act like they're lying. Because, I don't know, when you go to school for media ethics, media law, journalism, that's all they have is their credibility. That's all they have to get people to buy The Athletic. I mean, I wasn't paying for The Athletic for years. I'm paying that one ninety nine now. <laughs> Shout out to Zach Rosenblatt. Shout out to the fan. Second contract. Little bump and pay, yeah. I'll pay for one ninety nine athletic articles and read them and be ready to go. Pete is at where are you at, Pete? Pete coming from Rockaway, New York, on the fan. What's up, Pete? Hey, that's what's going on, uh, Keith. I, I'm sorry to hear you're not feeling well tonight, but you showed up. Thank you. Yeah, gotta rock, man. Uh, I've I've had other jobs that I probably couldn't do like this, but I can sit here and talk to everybody, and I I don't I don't like to miss an opportunity. I hear you. Well. When you get home, uh, try that old-world Italian uh, remedy, the boiling Vicks in water and just breathing in the vapors. It worked for me. What's it again? 
Boil, boiling Vicks boiling, in water. Boiling Vicks? I put some Vicks vapor rub on my chest before I left. You mean like boiling the Vicks like the oh, cough yeah. syrup? Oh, yes. Old world Italian remedy. Okay. I went to uh, uh, the Italian spot in Jersey City on Central today. What's it? Andrea's Somalaria. We got uh, some chicken noodle soup, some subs. And I'm fine. Honestly, I just like I just have a head cold. I'm pushing through. But what you got for us, Pete? Okay, well, uh, I'm, I'm glad tonight the subject is the Jets because I've been wanting to call for several days about this. The Jets are a lot are like, like other teams. I guess I could throw the Carolina Panthers into this category. Sure. Uh, <laughs> they fired their coach week 11. Right. Uh, and you know, there are other teams that just are in the basement every time, every year, year to year, they're in the basement. And you, you got to wonder, is the parity, so-called parity system in the NFL when it comes to the, um, you know, draft day, is that working? Some teams it's not working for. I mean, it just seems like the 49ers are always in the hunt. Mm-hmm. The Chiefs are always in the hunt. Cowboys are always in the hunt. Mm-hmm. The, the Ravens. The just, Steelers, the Ravens, uh, right. the Packers. And, you have to start to wonder, here's the Jets. In the last 20 years, I looked at how many times they've been in the lottery, how many times they've had less than the, you know, higher than the 10th pick in the draft. Why isn't that showing up in the results? I, I, I just don't get it. Yeah, because the draft is a crapshoot. You can have the top pick, and you can pick Vernon Golston. You can pick uh, Sam Darnold. You can pick Zach Wilson. And even and even though they hit recently with a Brees Hall, with a Garrett Wilson, with a Jermaine Johnson, with a Sauce Gardner, the fish rots from the head down. The organiz- yeah. the organization is flawed in so many ways. Like, who's this Rex Hogan? I how can we never hear from Rex Hogan? Yesterday, this article comes out, and then Rex Hogan mutually parts ways with the Jets after being with them the last five years. It's just amazing. I mean, and look at the, the all of the teams in football, including the Jets, passed on Brock Purdy. How? Why is it that the 49ers are always so smart? Yeah, yeah. They, they a get throwaway the pick, Mr. Rovin, the last pick, and now that guy's in the Super Bowl. Great call, Pete. All right, I got to get some Vicks Vapor Rub. No, I, I put the Vicks Vapor Rub on. Now I got to pour the Vicks into the pot when I get home, boil it up, try I don't know, man. Whatever works. I don't know. I'm off tomorrow. But I'll be back Sunday, and by Sunday, hopefully my voice is straight. And Whatever. I'm good. I'm ready to rock. This is what I do. I was telling my wife, shout out to Nicole. She's listening. I'm like, she'll, I'm, not call, I'm not calling out because I'm like, this is what I do. Like, I'm blessed to have this job, blessed to have this opportunity. I'm not missing any opportunities to rock for five hours. And I could talk about this stuff all day. Let's keep it going. Let's keep it rolling. Simon's in Queens. Simon's on the fan. Yeah, hello? Hey, what's up, Simon? Simon says. Hi, how you doing? Good evening. Um, yeah, I just want to make out three points. Um, the main reason is about the Jets, but I just want to say um, about the Giants. I hope Tyrod Taylor is the starting quarterback. Uh, what? Coming in 24. Ty- what? So let me just jump in there with you. How much do you think they're going to have to pay Tyrod Taylor to be their starting quarterback, just to even be on their roster next year? The price has gone up. You know? Uh, I'm sure it has, but I think he can give you. He can give the Giants two good years. I- I'm not saying he's brought 30. But Not yeah, for nothing, the, the Giants benched him, and he missed out on a million-dollar incentive, a, a million-dollar bonus that he would have got if he started the rest of the games because they benched him in favor of Tommy Cutlass. If they would have just put him back in there when he came, I don't know. I just think Tyrod Taylor is probably on to the next place. He's a journeyman as it is, and somebody's going to bid high for him. 
because we're coming off a season where everybody needed a, a quarterback number two, you know? So I, I know there's some, I don't know, you got to dream bigger than that. <laughs> I know there's some fans like, oh, Tyrod Taylor, dream bigger than Tyrod Taylor. He's not that great, honestly, either. I mean, he looked pretty good against the Eagles and the Rams. Both of those teams are playing for something. They lost to the Rams, and he couldn't complete a two-yard push pass for a two-point conversion. And the Eagles were the worst team in the league the rest of the season. Like, them and the Commanders, they just lost out. But I hear you. I hear you. You know, uh, you, you need a quarterback. Daniel Jones isn't going to be healthy. They're going to draft one. And I don't know if they're going to pay Tyrod Taylor. I think they can afford Tommy Cutlets and maybe find some other guy. Right now, there are bigger needs for the Giants this offseason than paying Tyrod Taylor what he's going to command on the free market, open market. Yeah, I, I, um, my second point is um, about the draft. I think um, I, I don't think they should award losing. I feel like the the first the top team that doesn't make the playoffs should get the first pick. So that leaves our teams still have something to play for. Yeah, then we're gonna then then the bottom feeders like the Jets and the Panthers and the Bears and the car like then you're gonna be stuck there forever. <laughs> Then you're gonna, you're, start there forever. you know, you can't give like, okay, so imagine the Dallas Cowboys get the number one pick, right? They got smoked at home, lost to the Packers, biggest difference, right? Like, so you give the Cowboys the first pick. Well, like, I don't, I just, they're, they're not going to do that. The NFL, you know, when you look at the drafts and how they are, they are broken up in every league, I think the NFL does it the best. Um, I love watching Tankathon and how it even plays out in the season. The NBA has the lottery ball system, percentages, lottery picks. Major League Baseball, they need to they need to add the ability to be able to trade picks. And there's so many kids that get picked in Major League Baseball we never hear from. Um, hockey, actually got to turn on some hockey stuff tonight because I think the draft is involved in the All-Star stuff. But, yeah, thanks for the call, Simon. Um, oh, I cut him off. I think he was actually going to get to another point. And I went to him because his topic was the Jets are cursed by Joe Namath, and he didn't bring that up. And I agree. <laughs> I believe in all of the curses in sports. It's sports, right? Like, think about what we're talking about. We're talking about grown men playing children's games at the highest level with all of this money and attention. It's entertainment. Uh, I was just talking uh, about how, you know, my wife's birthday was the day that the sports world ended, uh, March 12th, 2020. We're coming up on four years since like that day. And that was a day that really shocked my system being such a wild sports fan and former athlete and thinking the world revolves around sports because it was just like, zoop. Nope, all those games that were scheduled, ESPN app, Bleacher Report app, turn on your TV. No, they're not playing. No, we have a problem. There's a pandemic pending. Like, no, you can't play basketball. No, there is no hockey right now. There's nothing going on right now. So. I believe in curses. I believe in the universe. I believe in karma. And you've heard me say a hundred times, you mix Aaron Rodgers' karma, that look at the Packers. They ridded themselves of Aaron Rodgers. And look what they did this year. They should have beat the Niners. They should have beat the Niners. They smoked the Cowboys. Jordan Love, who they drafted, like that kid, balled out. Obviously, he made a critical mistake and the game against the Niners, but they're happy with their decision to move away from Aaron Rodgers and the negative energy that he brings, promoting psychedelic drugs in Denver in the offseason and thinking that he's above every single human being because he can throw a football. When you combine that karma with the curse of the Jets, and that's what this article is laying out, that like <laughs> they're running it back 
And honestly, I think they're setting their franchise back another five to ten years. 877-337-6666. We'll do more football conversation, Jets conversation. I want to get into the coaching carousel. I mean, these jobs are taking Dan Quinn to the commanders. Yeah, I got a lot to say about that. Keith McPherson on the fan, BRB. Okay, right back at it on the fan. We got about a half hour until Zach Rosenblatt joins us to talk about how the article came together about the Jets and Aaron Rodgers and Rob Sala and behind the scenes and what was the motivation and how long did it take and what's next? What's next? So still taking your calls. I said I did want to get to some different conversation around the NFL and, you know, I see Jets fans thinking that, like, I hate Rob Sala online or like, I have no reason to hate Rob Sala. I do have a reason to speak on um, a not good head coach retaining his job because Aaron Rodgers says so. I do have the right to speak on a situation here in New York where I feel for the fans of that franchise because they're stuck in it. There's nothing, there's nothing they could do, right? Better coaches have been fired for less. Josh in the Bronx on the fan. Go for it, Josh. I'm telling you, Keith. Oh, before I get to my NFC point, let me tell you something. Back in 1972, Dr. Pepper hot. You just pour it into a pot and let that <laughs> boil, and then you can drink it like tea or coffee or something like that. Got it. But that was like an old, you know, that's, you know, to each his own. But anyway, talking about the AFC East, your counterparts in the NFC East, your team, the famous Dallas Fraud Boys, yep. okay? They have that coach now for the Washington Redskins, uh, the Washington the Commanders. Yeah, I'm not going to say anything. I'm just going to, you know, let you take it after I'm off the phone. I just want to say it's becoming a joke over there and that conference, too. Thank you for taking my call. Enjoy your weekend, sir. Thanks for the call, Josh. Yeah, Dan Quinn, when I saw that, I laughed. I said, ha-ha! <laughs> Dan Quinn, DQ, are you serious? There were reports yesterday that Dan Quinn was open to coming back to Dallas and taking the defensive coordinator job. I said, hell no. Why? I understand McCarthy having one more year on his contract and you running it back with him, but that game was lost because of Dan Quinn's defense. And I know that the points that Dak put up was in garbage time, but they didn't have a shot. LaFleur, Love, Jones, Romeo Dobbs, those guys drove down the field in Jerry World the first drive, punched Dallas in the mouth, put seven on the board. Your defense didn't adapt, and you got away from your identity in that game at home. And you're the reason that the Cowboys started to fold because when you can't hold on the first drive, that starts to make everybody in there feel like the past collapses are happening again. Oh, here we go. Oh, they are frauds. They are choking. So maybe Dan Quinn was too busy interviewing in other places, too busy thinking about where he was going next after taking the Cowboys back to the NFC championship don't even get out of the first round. The commanders are a joke.
the commander's new ownership group, they're rookies at this, clearly. And we know a little bit about rookie owners and how they got to find their way. And uh, <laughs> for Dan Quinn to take that job, Josh Harris, Josh Harris is the new uh, you know leader. I'm in here wearing my uh, New Jersey Devils jersey right now. Josh Harris also owns the Sixers and the Devils. Dan Quinn? You understand who Dan Quinn is? I thought Dan Quinn was going to Seattle. Nope. Nope. Because you know what? They watched that playoff game. You're a defensive-minded head coach. You got smoke like this in a playoff game. You're also the coach that has the greatest letdown in Super Bowl history under his belt. 28-3. You were the Falcons head coach and let the Packers or the Patriots come all the way back and beat you. And then you let the Packers, a young Packers team, the youngest team in playoff history, smoke you. So what are they doing? Yeah, you better you better hit on that quarterback pick. You know they're taking a quarterback. You better hit. You better make sure it's the right. Because, I, I mean, I personally don't care if the commanders are terrible forever. They got to change that name again. The, the Washington Redskins, the Washington football team, the commanders. They, they look like they should be in this new UFL, the United Football League. But they defaulted into Dan Quinn, and Dan Quinn defaulted into them. What a perfect match. Richard is in Manhattan. Richard, you're on the fan. Keith, on March 12th, it was a Tuesday night, 2020. I go to Bible study on Tuesday night. The church was closed. So I go across the street and watch the first round Big East tournament, St. John's and Creighton. And St. John's was up at halftime. And then they stopped the game. <laughs> they told everyone at Madison Square Garden, go home. We're not going to play the second half. I've never seen anything like that. I don't think we ever will. Yeah, they they had to get everybody out of there. I, I, yeah. I got to get my dates in order. I wanted to say that was the, the, the 11th. Might have been. That, there, been. Were, that there were games. It was games. a Tuesday night. Then we woke up on, on the 12th, and it was like nothing. There's like nothing, no, nothing as scheduled because – um, it was, I think, the Oklahoma City Thunder were playing the Utah Jazz or something like that. And, and that game, they got everybody off the floor, and there were people crying, and no one knew what was going on, what happened. Man, it, it was nuts to think about. Keith, Bill Belichick is finished. I've been saying this for the, as soon as the season was over. This guy had three years after the year after Brady left. Yeah. They made a play. He didn't do anything. He's got the owner on his side, the fans on his side. Any player he wants, and he had a Hall of Fame quarterback who was ready to win another Super Bowl, and he let him go. This guy is done. No more. He yeah. can't coach anymore. Well, because he, he doesn't want to just come in and coach. I think if he wanted to just come in and coach, the Atlanta Falcons would have accepted him. But he wants to come in and be the coach GM. Obviously, the whole buy the groceries, cook the meal thing. He can't do it. And they're he like, didn't do no. it in the Robert, Robert Kraft, the writing was on the wall. Correct. We, we'd rather go another direction, Bill. I can't blame him. He had three years, and he failed all three years. So get ready. he's done. He's done. Yeah. And the last thing, Patrick Mahomes. Keith, explain this to me. The quarterback is the most position in any, most important position in any sport. Right. right. Before Hardest to play. Very important. Patrick Mahomes is unquestionably the best quarterback in the NFL right now. And if you said over the last eight years, he's one and two with Brady, right? You would say Mahomes is that good. And as a future Hall of Famer, for sure. Explain this to me. How is he a two-point underdog against a quarterback who was picked 
last in the draft. You know, you're going to tell me San Francisco's team is that much better that they can overcome Mahomes and still be a two point favorite? It's, How? it's Vegas. It's narratives. It's people wanting them to lose, and they they are relishing that. They are. Loving the fact that people think it's okay. Travis Kelsey was on Pat McAfee, like smiling, like, oh, people are done. Like, no, he, you can't count this guy out. Never. You can't make him an underdog. He plays the game. He Until is a dog. You kill like, this guy. Yeah, this he guy plays the Montana. game to win. He, he, he's, he's so much better than all these other quarterbacks because he, he doesn't, he doesn't take no for an answer. He makes plays. He makes, there's nothing there. He'll find a way to make something happen. He knew what to do in the second half of that game last week. Even though they didn't score, he knew what he could do, and that would be enough. In other words, Keith, those two games were not won by the winning team. They were lost by the losing team. They they beat them in that first half. They didn't score a single point in the second half. I'm talking about the Chiefs and the Ravens. You know why? Because they took their hearts. They Correct. drove down the field first drive and scored. Took the fans out of it. The fans are blaming the refs. The Both offense the can't get it Both going. Lamar fumbles. Lamar's throwing in the triple coverage. Zay Flowers is having a meltdown, taunting penalty, fumbling into the end zone. And and that's all because they felt like they had to do too much to keep up with Mahomes. Thanks for the call, Richard. I actually went back to 2020. And, yeah, the 10th was that Tuesday night that you went to Bible study, Richard. The 11th is when they had – games on TV and they stopped the games or whatever. Remember Rudy Gobert making a joke out of it, touching all the phones and microphones from the media because he was the first one to come down with COVID or whatever and be pulled out. And then when we woke up on Thursday, March 12th, the uh, New York Post put an article out that said the day the sports world stopped. I got to see if I I know I, I have that saved somewhere. The day that the sports world stopped. That was a tough day. That was a tough day as a sports fan. You were like, all right, maybe the world actually is ending. Gene is in Hackensack, New Jersey on the fan. Go for it, G. Hey, how are you? Good to talk to you. I'd like to see Tommy DeVito go to the Jets because he's a local guy. can root for him. And I have no confidence that a, uh, Achilles Rogers is going to be there. So, okay. So, Tommy DeVito go to the Jets and back up Aaron Rodgers? Yes. You, I don't know. If, I, well, I don't think Tommy's going to want to do that. He's now uh, uh, once a giant, always a giant so far. He's already a, a legend, a cult classic, a hometown hero. And I think the Jets, yeah. the, I mean, come on, the Jets, they have to get a really solid quarterback number two behind Aaron Rodgers to make sure that what happened this past year doesn't happen again. Yeah, I see Tommy as kind of like in the Minshew class, so to speak, you know, and that kind of secondary guy. I think, Maybe. I don't want to discredit Tommy Cutlass. He was the best story in football in New York this year. I don't know what he is yet, but I don't think I don't think he's interested in going across the stadium. Uh, and I also don't think that the Jets are, are going to be interested in him. Thanks for the call, G. I mean, I guess uh, I don't I think they you got to you got to do better. You got to do better. All right. We got to take a break. We're coming up on eight o'clock. We'll get some more calls in. If you're on hold, stay on hold. If you want to join the show, 877-337-6666. Zach Rosenblatt covering the Jets for The Athletic comes up at 815. Keith McPherson on the fan. We'll be right back.